0: You're listening to OEA Grow, a member-led production of the Oregon Education Association. OEA Grow is by educators for educators. Your host for season one is OEA member Jesse Bray.
1: Welcome back to OEA Grow podcast. I'm your season one host, Jesse Bray, and today we have the wonderful privilege of speaking with OEA Choice Trust uh, Colleen from from there, and she's also going to introduce uh, a colleague of hers uh, named John, and they're going to just really tell us a little bit more about what they do. Um, Colleen, you want to say hello?
0: Sure. Um, Hi, Jesse. My name is Colleen Sump, and I am the Engagement and Outreach Officer at OEA Choice Trust. And we have the great privilege of having John Archer from David Douglas School District here with us today. And um, that's where the focus is going to be since he's got all of the great and interesting information about how, um, how they're using OEA Choice Trust funds to really make a difference in his district. John, hey,
2: John. you want to say hello? Yeah, yeah good. <laughs> uh, hello, everybody. Uh, excited to be here and share how uh, the OEA Choice Trust is really jump-started wellness efforts in the David Douglas School District and give a little bit of details about what that looks like for us.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and just so for those who are not aware and, you know, myself included, um, tell us a little bit of what what is the overall work? What is OEA Choice Trust? And just in a nutshell, and then, yeah, tell us about this work at David Douglas. Um, yes, please, John, if you would like.
2: Sure. Yeah. So the OEA Choice Trust works to promote wellness Uh, across the state of Oregon for school employees, so that's um, school districts, educational service districts, community colleges, uh, and they have a number of um, resources and guidance and events that um, really equip and enable local, you know, education providers to figure out how can we promote health and well-being for our staff, you know? a lot of research and experience in the last handful of years especially tells us that there are huge amounts of stress working in education. And so in our district, at least that has been one of the big focus areas on how do we help people learn to deal with stress, provide opportunities to lower stress and overall you know, improve the health and well-being of our staff.
1: Okay, yeah, that's um that's really important and I, I you know the thing about health and wellness I think uh it's sort of a big umbrella for for some people. I mean, it's the, the word they hang there and I I want to ask for just a little just diverge for a second. Like Colleen, when you think mm-hmm. of health and wellness and then John and then of course then talk about the work. What comes to your mind, Colleen, when you think of health and wellness?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, from a trust perspective, we really look at it in a very holistic way. Um, you know, back when the trust started this work, you know, quite a few years ago, Um, Everything was really focused on, you know, exercise and nutrition and things have evolved so much in um, really a short period of time. And now, um, like John said, a lot of the emphasis is on um, social and emotional and mental well-being. Those are huge factors, Um, although we don't want to lose sight, you know, that also, you know, moving your body and eating the right things also really contributes um, to your whole well-being. Um, But the other pieces that also fit into there have to do with um, financial well-being, so people feeling like um, they have the right resources and are making the right decisions for their future well-being. And then also we focus on purpose, because having a strong sense of purpose that what you're doing matters and means something um, and that you're really following what's true to you really is part of the holistic well-being model as
1: well. Yeah, yeah. John, do you want to speak to that? Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, for our district, we have used the guiding model from the OEA Choice Trust. We specifically in our program have focused on stress reduction, healthy eating, and physical activity, but my background is as a health educator, a health teacher, and so I also approach it kind of a much more holistic um, uh, model and, and thinking about all the different parts of our life, and are they balanced, and are we attuned to them, and are we addressing the areas that we need to?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's fascinating. Um, and now, you know, um, David Douglas is that, is that a high school, um, is that, or a middle school?
2: Well, I have worked out of our, our high school and David Douglas is the name of both the high school and our school district. And so, um, as a teacher, I have been, um, a wellness representative for my school. And then I also have served on our district level wellness council that kind of looks at the big picture of our wellness program, the goals, the data, the finances. Um, And we work with um, wellness reps from every site to kind of say, hey, here's a big uh, district wide event we're going to do related to wellness. You know, please share that with everyone in your building. And we also ask them, you know, what's going on? What's the pulse of your building? What info do we need to share with district leadership to make sure that they're aware of what's going on? And you know, plan ahead and figure out how can we best address the the needs of our staff?
1: Yeah, that's great. So, so and then you, you're you're dealing with sort of like multiple variables, right? What's the data, right? We're trying to get this result, um, and then you're dealing with the staff needing wellness, and then of course students needing wellness, and those are just sort of two different campaigns, right? I mean, we're we're more mature. We understand that things are things are falling apart. You know, you are waking up, it hurts. I'm like, okay, I need to think about wellness. But when you're a kid, you're invincible. Uh, you know, you stay up all night, you eat junk food, and you're going, you do it again. Like, um, so. Tell me how you approach wellness, knowing that you have two clearly different audiences. Um, I'd love to hear that.
2: Yeah. So um, our work with the OEA Choice Trust really focuses on the employee side of things. Oh, so
1: just the employees. Mm -hmm. Okay.
2: Yeah. But truly, it has um, kind of invigorated our district. Like In the beginning of our relationship with the trust, our uh, district leaders reviewed the school board wellness policy, uh, which includes employee wellness and student wellness and physical education classes and health education classes and nutrition services. <clears throat> Excuse me. So really our partnership with the OEA Choice Trust jump started a whole kind of wellness lens that our district really didn't have. And so um, there are several wow. pieces where we've been able to partner um, you know, with employees in addition to the which Trust with like Kaiser Permanente, with Moda, focusing more on students with um, the Alliance for a Healthier Generation and figuring out how can we really promote this. Um, and our district, honestly, has done a phenomenal job from increasing, um, you know, financial resources and the budget to, you um, We have a continuous improvement plan as as a a requirement through the state. It has three goals. One of the goals is about staff and student health and well-being. Our district has a four-point strategic plan for the next five years. One of the four points is about staff and student health and well-being. So really, we have taken this very holistic approach in figuring out how can we be the healthiest people we can be?
1: that's great that's really great you know having the bird's eye view and i just want to i just want to mix it up a little bit so we have the bird's eye view we see that it helps and holistically it helps is there a small maybe personal story like either colleen or john you can share that's more of a worm's eye view like something specific that you've seen like a story within that with a wellness that you've seen someone someone or something that changed in your person or someone sure. that you know
2: yeah. sure definitely um colleen do you have a, anything that you wanted to share Otherwise, no, you I have a couple. Go okay
0: you're <laughs> the on the ground so. okay
2: perfect yeah i mean we actually get a lot because we in our district release a monthly wellness newsletter and in every mm-hmm. month we try and spotlight up to four employees in the district who share what they're doing so i mean we've had um a, uh, an employee out of our district office who supports school buildings with English learners. He he wrote an article a couple years ago about how he used the new map and lost like forty oh. pounds and felt like a totally different person and how it worked for him. Or um, you know we have a Facebook group for our staff to kind of connect and there was a, a staff member a few months ago who said, "Hey, I just celebrated one year quitting smoking," and people were oh, like, "Wow, Yay,
1: that's fantastic." Job?
2: You know, so we do get to see these different wins and celebrations with people, and that's part of the real encouragement to keep going, too. You know, and then for me, it it just makes me think all the time. Like, yeah. you know, I love me some McDonald's every once in a while, of and it course. makes me think, let's <laughs> yeah. make sure that's every once in a while. Yeah, ab- absolutely, so, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Oh, I know. I mean, if it if it wasn't if it wasn't delicious, or if people weren't hooked on it, they wouldn't be so successful. Let's be honest. If junk food tastes like junk, uh, it wouldn't be as prevalent. Uh, my personal story about when I started noticing wellness, um, I was, a oh gosh, I was about 28 and I was diagnosed with diabetes. And, uh, and so I'm like, oh goodness, now I've got, you know, that, that now I got this illness. But here's the thing, as soon as I got diagnosed, I realized, oh, I shouldn't be eating like full fat, Candy bars and and sodas. Mm-hmm. I dropped a hundred pounds. Um, mm-hmm.
2: Wow! And That's so awesome. after drawing dropping
1: that pounds, I was like, okay, great. But then my doctor's like, yeah, but now we need to know why you gained all that weight. And then it then mm-hmm. I started following that met mindfulness and understanding. Oh, the why I gained that weight because anxiety or this or that. Mm-hmm. It was a coping mm-hmm. mechanism. So right. it's one thing we need food, right? Right. It's one thing that we need these certain things. They're they're good for us for a little while, but then eventually they become they become like like wrappings in a mummy they're not they're more like our burial mm-hmm. clothing instead of actual like enable us for life and enjoyment so yeah that that's great uh, that you're able to like pull apart uh, educators experience and I think that to me that's the boots on
2: the ground right
1: mm-hmm. um, on the nerdy side, well, is there well, some? can I say, oh, yeah, can oh, I say yeah, too, but...
2: Jesse? It, 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 much of what you're describing, Colleen mentioned earlier, which is that shift in our thinking—that wellness yeah. means you have to have 10,000 steps a day, and you have oh, to yeah. be skinny as a, a beanpole or whatever—into yeah. saying, yeah. you know what? It's all these different areas that do interact with each other, and maybe what was most notable for you or noticeable was your weight. But like you said, that was really a symptom of, you know, something else going on and being more aware of your mental and emotional health. And I think that's a lot of the work we do too, is trying to shift that cultural view that, you know, healthy isn't only eating salads and running marathons, you know, like we're all on our own health and wellness journey. (laughs) and It involves all these different pieces.
1: Oh goodness, yeah. I, I, you know, I think when I oftentimes my mind goes to, oh, it's the picture of this fresh squeezed orange juice and the person doing tai chi, you know, like (laughs) three a.m. or something like that. But you're right. It's um, and the mental health aspect is really important because now this is just from my experience through my PhD and my psychology and stuff like that. Is that people who are diabetic like uh, often because they had a large amount of anxiety growing up? um, There's a great amount of research that. That the anxieties that we experience, if you have enough traumatic events, mm-hmm. you are going to have these sort of coping mechanisms, unless you go maybe in a more uh, dangerous method. But the point is, is that it's part of life. We're all going to have anxieties and we're all going to have. So it's, it's a maintenance thing. We have to maintain mm-hmm. this to keep to keep healthy. And, uh, you know, sometimes we're like a broken down car and it's still running, but it's not in good shape. And yeah, uh, <laughs> Yeah. So... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I do think it does. You're right. The lens shift. Um, so, yeah. calling. So, as you, how did you find John? How did how did you two connect? I mean, how did how did that happen?
0: <laughs> well, actually, John has been involved with um, with his wellness program at David Douglas for a long time. I've just recently joined the trust, but he is what we call one of our wellness champions, nice. and so um, called on to kind of really uh, speak truth into these things. Um, the reason why, though, John and David Douglas is such a good example, though, is for several things that he said. You know, one is that they have great leadership buy-in, and that's what it really takes to make these programs work, and also they have found a way to make it sustainable. So what the what the um, trust does is we have lots of different ways that we kind of help support the health and well-being, but it's primarily through grant-making, and so okay. what happened is... David Douglas received a grant, and these grants are, are pretty sizable. They're hundred thousand up to $100,000 over five years, and they're that long because what we want is to see that culture shift, which is exactly what happened at David Douglas, where all of a sudden it becomes the norm to be looking at health and well-being of the adults in the room. And also, like he mentioned, is that they have found a way now to fund it. So now, once the funding cycle is over, the really successful programs have found a way to make it a budget item, and they have allocated resources to make it successful for the future. And that's our goal: is to create this sustainable culture of change throughout nice. um, education in Oregon.
1: Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, you you want it into your DNA. You want it to bake it as deeply mm-hmm. as you can. And when it becomes like mission critical, right? You have to have wellness to have to have success uh, and. Um, I believe this is like, you know, this with all industries that unless it's systemic growth, it's not sustainable. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter what industry doesn't matter what idea, if it's not systemic, it's going to fade away. It's a trend. It's a novelty. Right. It's It's just one and
0: done. It's a one and done. And that doesn't serve anybody.
1: Yeah, it doesn't. And, 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 you know, as long as we are biological beings, we're going to need to focus on our biology, and that involves mm-hmm. mental and health, mm-hmm. and emotional health, and physical—you uh, know—nutrition, right. exactly. all these things yeah. like that. Yeah. These are, I guess, in some ways, there's a job security as long as people make bad decisions, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> or things happen like COVID.
1: Oh goodness! That has right.
0: created all kinds of external oh. forces oh. that have, you know impacted health and well-being.
1: Oh, I know, and there's so many people who have have had to. We've all had to have this new bridge of working remote, dealing with uh, social anxieties, mm-hmm. dealing with going back to work. And now like the things that we don't realize we're transferring on, other, on other students, on our families because of the, the fear. And that fear, let's be honest, is not healthy. Um, mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons like why when people get older, they go, why am I in, you know, 30 plus, 40 plus? I'm starting to get these, these panic attacks. Well, what happens is in your brain that you have the alarm system, right? And because you've had so much panic or so much life, eventually that smoke alarm breaks. And then you're like, I just can't go to sleep. I'm too nervous. Or I can't, all that sort of that general anxiety, all these things that happen, uh, they're, that's because they haven't been treated. You haven't taken care of it. Like, yeah. it's not just the McDonald's. It's not just the not exercising. its It's actually a living life and not maintaining it, that you're running on empty and eventually everything's gonna bring you to mm-hmm. a, a standstill and you end up and end up thinking it's a bad thing that you have to go to counseling, but it's actually a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just part of your mental health, just like your physical health right. needs to be brought to attention. So it's great work that you folks do. Um, so I'm going to leave us with like one last little little uh, moment just before we close. And thank you so much for your time. It's it just been it zipped by. Um, and I, 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 I just I always love good conversations like this. So if you were to say your, your takeaway from uh, the OEA Trust choice, like with the wellness, what's, what's one thing that whenever you grab someone and you want to get them excited, what's the one thing you tell them? Like, what's that? What's that your little elevator pitch of how great it is? is do you have one?
0: Sean, do you
2: want to go first? I mean, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, Colleen described exactly what they do, which is, is kind of jumpstart um, wellness programs yeah. to, to support school employees, but it's not like um, they suddenly disappear. I mean, uh, we still have a very strong relationship with the OEA Choice Trust. Um, there's, there's another wellness council member from our district who now helps serve on their board and, awesome. and look at kind of the whole state and the work that the OE Choice Trust is doing. Um, personally, I have had nothing but amazing experiences with every person there. They are knowledgeable. They are hardworking. They are accessible and, and they're human. They see me as a That's person awesome. and say, Hey, how are you doing, John? <laughs> it's good to hear from you, you know? Yeah. So I think any any school district or community college or ESD that's thinking about it, I would be like, stop thinking and reach out. <laughs> you know? yeah, like yeah, absolutely. the longer you wait, the longer you're putting off this amazing mm-hmm. experience.
1: That's awesome. That's yeah. fantastic. But
0: you know, yeah. and I think I've, what I would say is that one of the great things about the trust and the work we do is that, you know, of course we focus on the educators. So whether that's K-12 or community college faculty, We look at everybody and that's what I think makes us really unique. Mm -hmm. So whether you are working transportation services, in nutrition services, custodial, you're a school nurse, a psychologist, a librarian, it's all those adults that who touch the lives of those students or young adults or kids we want to make sure they're all well taken care of, yeah. and um, because all of them make a difference in the life of those students. And so, oh,
2: yes. um,
0: I just love that philosophy. I love this this big, wide open arms that we have in trying to make sure um, you know everyone feels included, everyone feels like they can access our resources. And um, and the grant making is just one thing. I mean, we have we have a statewide conference that everybody can come to free of charge. And it's
2: amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: That's,
0: That's it's, awesome. Yeah, and lots of resources on the website too that are free. So even if you don't have a grant with OEA Choice Trust, there is tons of stuff on the website for people to download and use right away. Um, and then maybe work towards you know developing a wellness committee and then applying for a grant. So oh, that's, that's
1: awesome. That's steps, that's yeah. where I'm going right after this. Oh, um, <laughs> I gotta go check that out. That's fantastic. That's so great. Well, thank you both for for being on our OEA Grow podcast. Uh, it's been just a pleasure speaking with you. And yes, um, you know it's, you're doing great work. You're you're wonderful people doing awesome work. <laughs> and I just want to thank you for that. And thank you uh, for the opportunity to to speak with you, Colleen and John. Um, I hope you have a wonderful day, and thank you, those, uh, for listening. Um, and please take advantage of OEA uh, Choice Trust uh, resources. Uh, we will have that linked in this podcast as well. And thank you, John. Uh, if there's any further stuff, um, I just I'm going to keep an eye on uh, David Douglas and what you're doing. That's <laughs> very cool. Um, Thanks, Jesse. Thank you all. You have yeah. A nice thank day. you.
0: Thanks, John. Bye. For more OEA professional learning opportunities, visit our webpage at grow.oregoned.org.